This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Can I go? A7S. Jordan's in the studio. Yeah. Nobody knew what to do. So we brought him on the podcast to see who should be called Jordan. Oh, beautiful. Thanks. Is that pre written? No. That's, that's a to funny the instrument. It, yeah, it looks one. like you're on your phone. It's kind of funny. You're, it looks like you're just like sitting here texting, but you're making music. Playing making magic. <laughs> Guys, we've a got day. a situation, okay? You may have noticed there's a new person on the podcast today. His name's Nick Laurent. Sorry. I mean... <gasps> it's I was easy thinking, to confuse us. Yeah. It's me. We're very I, I was going to say it was you, Jake. You're in town. <laughs> Freshly shaven, too. Yeah. Okay, so I did shave... Should I tell the reason why I shaved? It's mm-hmm. not that. It's a little story. It's a little story. Wait, was oh, it, was it one of those like your your clippers ran out of battery halfway so through? So kind of. That's yeah. happened. Wait, for real? Well, it was it was four a.m. I woke up <laughs> to like you do. get to shave. Well, to go to the airport. <laughs> oh, okay. Monday morning. Yeah. When I shave, I like to get up at four to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Pre four thirty type shavers for out sure. there. Um, so I was in my bathroom and I'm like, and I pulled up the clippers and then I realized that. My youngest daughter was asleep in the bed, and I couldn't clip because we were about to leave, and that would have woke her up. And then, because yeah, you can't clip when someone's asleep, right? You can't, clip. And especially when she's only she's clip, only man. eleven months clip. old. Don't you dare clip. So that would have been, you know. So I didn't clip. Inconsiderate. Then I got on the plane, and I'm looking haggard as haggard as all hell jake didn't clip guys yep. right <laughs> and so then you know despite the fact that last podcast was sponsored by manscaped i, I thought that's I, where this I, was I didn't going clip um <laughs> is this one sponsored yeah. okay well Storyblocks has got you today but <laughs> you know i'm sure there's some stock footage of someone shaving there's some stock footage of someone shaving we'll use that in the integration but anyways <laughs> check back in yeah check minutes. back in like 10 minutes um so I didn't clip. I get to the airport. I get on the plane. I come here. I show up. I, and I'm like, dude, I can't show up like this. Like, cause I don't grow facial hair right here. I, I don't either. Yeah. So it comes in. I, the, I get the, hairs. Yeah. In single the, hairs. Exactly. Own it, and then man. you have like, it's like Joshua tree on my yeah, face. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a man who understands me. Yeah. So then I have, have these janky little hairs dangling and it's not like I can just pull it off as a beard. So then I, so then I got a, I went to Big Bear Market. I got a throwaway razor. I shaved my cheeks, but then I realized that I had just shaved my cheeks. And I had now had clean shaven cheeks with a full goatee. And Which you've done before. before. I have done that before, but clean shaven cheeks with a full goatee is just not really my style anymore. <laughs> I get it. So, I get so then that. I, so then I switched it up, and I was like, well, I'm just going to shave totally. And now I'm probably for the first time on the podcast ever, I'm appearing fully shaved. It's been years, man. I'm honored to be here with you, cleanly shaven. Thanks, and that's a great transition, Jordan Allen. <laughs> yeah, because Jordan Allen is here, and uh, the man he, of two first names. Yes, yes. and you've Three. just joined us. Three. 
yeah, from right, far yeah. and yonder. Um, so now you're. I'm here. Now you're here. I'm so here. I'm on the couch. I guess we Welcome. can say that like Jordan is officially a full time corridor member. That's wild to hear. Nice. It's good to hear, but it's, it's wild to hear. Dude, you beat out 500 applications. That's even weirder. <laughs> that is something that still hasn't made sense to me in any way, shape, or form. And it was. But I'm, I'm humble to say the least. Dude, we, we, we knocked it down to like the top 30, and all of the top 30 were like incredibly good. And I was just like, I like all of yeah, them. Yeah, it was not easy. We, we did many, many. And I had a couple like friends who I'm friends with in real life who, are, who had applied and had made it up there. And I was like, I don't know how to handle this situation. Man, this is, is. kind of awkward. Well, it's it's not like a traditional job, if you can even call it a job. It's it's what because we're not only looking for somebody that's good at visual effects and filmmaking in general, but also somebody that can can do that on camera. Yeah, and play smash and play, and play smash. smash. I mean, very important. That was more important smash than the effects yeah, required. Yeah, yeah, that was grandfather did. I would never yeah. have gotten yeah. hired if, if, I if, if you left and yeah. tried to come back. Just, there's no room, dude. Yeah. You can't. I'd need to get a switch for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Christian feels having another King K rule main in the house. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm coming for that throne. Christian's shaking oh, his head. Respect that. Christian's good. He should be, but I respect that. So, so yeah, you have like 500 enemies now. I do. I know. I want to meet them all. Come on by. Bring your street don't, meat. Don't come by. Don't do that. Uh, Let's not do that. Meat, yeah. What was that process like? I'm curious because obviously on my end it was like submit and then long period of silence yeah. and then continue the process. Yeah. But and for all of was... those who that long period of silence has continued, it's I can't send out like 500 emails being like, you know, 500 rejection emails. It's just... Isn't there like it's don't not, don't you at least feel any sort of like moral obligation to at least notify them like hey thanks for doing this? I guess yeah. Hey everyone who applied, thank you for applying. Um, I'm sorry you didn't make it in. Uh, it wasn't an easy call. Uh, you have lots of great qualities that we would love to see here in the future. Maybe well, next them, time. Some we, of them uh, were easy calls, and some of them have qualities that we don't wish were here in the future. But that's ooh, not to be said that there wasn't love. a huge amount. Of exactly the type of thing that Ren's talking about. Yeah. Well, like, so if you didn't format your email correctly. For, no, here, here, no, here. All the Rick rollers, okay? <laughs> the people who send me the emails trying to Rick roll me, not realizing that Google automatically displays YouTube thumbnails in the email body, those are the people that I'm talking about. That's amateur, they got you man. Covered, yeah. 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 They didn't use like a bit.ly to hide the link. No, I mean, come on. Exactly. <laughs> Sloppy work. Sloppy guys. work. Come on. Ha yeah. ha. I'm going to email Jake a Rick roll. Dude. He's going to see it and he's going to talk God. about it on the podcast and I'm going to chuckle. I know there's one, somebody out there who's laughing at that right Nothing's now. Nothing's cooler than using a meme that Congress used seven years ago. <laughs> oh, you just killed it right there. Just you saying. did kill it. Good job. My goodness. Saying. All right. Sorry, Ren. That was a very rude interruption on my part. I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's like I it's so hard because there's so many people who watch what we do and would love to work with us. And uh, there, it's the there's a huge variety of those kinds of people. And the simple truth is that I guess, you know, obviously not everyone can make it. And I guess you're saying that you can't even respond to all of them that they didn't make it. Yeah, I Even mean, if it was just like a copy paste, like, what, hey, sorry. What is, for... what, I mean, is that what, would that be the right call? This is an interesting, I didn't know the I mean, podcast hey, let was going to go the comments. You know, if you applied but... and you didn't hear back, and I'm sure you've been kind of like annoyed and frustrated that you haven't heard, maybe, you know, let he, us know. Okay, so you know what? Maybe this is where it's coming from. 
I don't feel an obligation to respond back because I remember in 2008 when I graduated from college, it was the height of the recession and I was like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a job today. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I went out and I took my little stupid resume. Not, and it wasn't stupid. I've worked very hard at that resume, but it, you know, it's dinky. It's like, yo, here's my little resume, right? Here, here it is. I'm going to put it out into the world. Two jobs. And um, <laughs> I submitted that One resume job, to... I think over 400 positions. Wow. That is a lot. I've never applied to anywhere close to that many places ever. That's yeah. his flex yeah. right there. I, I submitted my resume to over <laughs> 400, 400 submissions. And these weren't like, hey, come be a full-time VFX artist, camera personality, and editor, and creator at Corridor Digital. This was like account manager for multi-tier management firm that's selling telecom to you know, business to business, like whatever, like, you know, it's so a fun job, like way more like, exciting, like, you know, very corporate <laughs> fortune 500. Like we just need warm bodies to do this stuff. And yes, you can work your way up the ladder, but like, this is where you start kid 400 over 400. And I think I got maybe one response back. And so that's when I learned, I was just like, Oh, well people just don't respond. Like if you don't get the, if you don't, you know, if you didn't get it because you didn't hear back. Hmm. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Jake. I, I can't blame you for not responding because I'm awful at responding to emails. Like, especially if they're rejections. I'm not trying hard. to be a yeah. jerk. If this yeah. is like something that's totally outside the reasonable bounds of civilized society, then I'll respond. I just yeah, didn't know. assume that it was like something that I just, people I, would, people would think as like, I, I deserve a response. Like maybe they do. I don't, I don't know. Honestly. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't have much experience trying to apply to different companies. Honestly, Corridor was kind of the first big job I got out of college. It's uh, a good start. <laughs> but uh, I always kind of imagined that usually there's a courtesy email being like, hey, thank you for applying. There is when you apply to college. Sure. Usually. Okay. You have to pay for that application. You have so to pay, pay for that for application, for yeah. And That's all true. they do is send you a small form letter with your name on it. Yeah, I mean, I second that. I've applied to a lot of, like, positions on film sets and whatnot, and you usually don't hear anything back. Mm -hmm. You just I, assume, like, oh, I haven't heard back. Let's just keep sending them out. Yeah. So. I guess I'm, I'm also just kind of remembering a lot of the... Um, a lot of the stuff I heard the last time I we went through a hiring phase, there was a lot of people who were like upset that yeah. they didn't get the job and yeah. were you very know, vocal about I, that. Abraham um, Lincoln once said, you can keep most of the people happy most of the time, but you can't pe keep all the people happy all the time. And then he oh, swung man. an axe and killed a vampire. That's right. That's, yep. And that vampire was the Confederacy. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> and that I mean, was the last day racism existed. Yep. That's right. I will say that when I didn't hear back... I immediately assumed I didn't get it. I mean, honestly, the, the minute I hit send, I assumed I didn't get it. Were you upset? No, I did it so that when I was old, I wouldn't say what if. Right. Mm. That's literally the only reason. I, I found like a Saturday to put together the reel and, yeah. and actually make a go of it. And I just did it purely to silence the voice in my head that is always wondering what if, you know? So I noticed that, that you waited to, to tell the week. So there's some people we put out the call and then people will email right away. Yeah. And usually none of those people make it through because it's already something that they have like ready to go. So it's like same day, you know, within 24 hours. But then like 
the following weekend and the following weekend after that is when we get like the batch of people that are like, oh, these are the people that actually put time into this. Yeah. Like these are the, these are the ones we've been waiting for. And so that usually those ones is where we get the 30, 40 people that. Those aren't the ones that just procrastinated until the last minute. Like, oh, crap, that's right. My dream job. I got to apply. I did kind of procrastinate, to be honest. I, I would. Yeah, it was between like have a sandwich or finally do the video. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I was like, the, you know what? Those no. are equal importance. Yeah. yeah. I, I am wondering what if about that sandwich because, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. think I can get away from that. Just picking the petals off a sunflower. Like, <laughs> apply, exactly. apply not. But I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I figured, not. I thought, you know, if I, if I recut my reel, to be a little more centered towards what you guys were looking for and what you you listed in your video. Yeah. Then at least at the end of it, I'll have something. Yeah. That is a little that more. That stood out to me. Because yeah. you, you added these like little transitions of you like dancing and stuff. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's Where in your that other reel. Where did that dancing stuff come from? From my soul, Ren. <laughs> from my soul. <laughs> was that for a project or did you do that for the reel? There, so there was a, an open house at some green screen studio in L.A., and we were me and my friend uh, Brandon Toy were hired to basically do like live green screen demonstrations. Oh, okay, and it sure. slowly started to form into what we called DJ Liquid, which is this dance video of the two of us. And yeah, it's excerpts from that. So I got I get the All DJ right. Liquid reference. Yeah. It's okay. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I also noticed that in your reel, not only did you have work that you had done that was, you know, high quality work but also you had work that you had done where you were in it mm-hmm. which which goes to me it goes okay this person knows how to act or create their own content as well as do content with others for others etc right and so that's kind of the that's kind of the essential raw ingredients yeah that you need and so yeah. usually what i'll do is i'll flip through and i'll have like my bullet point of raw materials that i'm looking for like you know depending on what type of asset it is or what type of position it is. And then, you know, I'll say, okay, this person, this person has those things. And as soon as I see that they, they meet those like raw materials, like they could do this, 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 and this, I'll just immediately take the email and throw it into another category, which is just round two. Mm -hmm. I just go, okay, I'm not going to look at it any further right now. I just know that that person and it's very loose. It's kind of yeah. like bingo. It's very loose. Like it's not up. bingo. It's it's not like random. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm looking for you're looking like a sniper. You're looking for a particular That's m- a cooler. Yeah, than yeah, bingo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is kind of like bingo. I mean, it's know, not like bingo, off. son. <laughs> bingo is a That's randomized game. Like, yeah, bingo implies chance. Yeah. Which of course there's a lot of when you apply to Well, every yes, yeah, there's a amount of luck and chance <laughs> I think it's and, actually and it's totally bingo. It's totally bingo. There's no sniper Thank you. here. This is bingo. Yeah. Okay, it's a sniper playing bingo, okay? <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> really old sniper. That is something that I, I'm I'm now wondering because when it when it came time to actually looking at some of these final uh these finalists, um on screen charisma was one of the things we're looking at, but that wasn't a requirement on the application. Well, no, because you might get somebody who's just the best freaking VFX artist ever. And they may be terrible on camera. Is that person still super valuable to what we do here? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't want to like tell people, no, you have to be on camera. Like if somebody's extremely talented at their job and they don't want to be on camera, that's fine. Yeah. You know. I will say that we were kind of looking for someone on camera, like prioritizing that more because I feel like we've been a little bit short staffed around here. 
in terms of at least I feel that way in well, terms yeah. of who like, we have who can on screen do talent, VFX yeah. and it, talk about VFX. Yeah, I mean, no, th- don't get me wrong. Like when we put out that out, we were kind of looking for two people, to be honest. We were looking for one person who could be on camera and one person who could just do effects. And if that person is also good on camera, then bonus, right? But we weren't hiring an actor. We're not hiring an actor here. Right, yeah. So that's not like the primary function. Remember how bad we were? Go look at the 2016 vlogs. No, please don't. It's okay. No, seriously. uh... Watch the whole season. It's, (laughs) it's, it's... It's terrible. Is that, is that your mustache, son? <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about, son. It, we, we, you know, the even funnier <laughs> ones is go back, go back prior to 2015 and watch those ones. And it's yeah. like, it's uh, just we're all so awkward. We don't know what to do on camera. Like, yeah, we don't I know. mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I know exactly what you're talking about because being on camera is an acquired skill. At least for me. I don't think I had any innate talent for being on camera. Most of my whatever you call it on camera that uh people like is moxie. definitely oh i like that yeah moxie. sure it's called moxie uh i don't know what that means it, anyway it's what you're describing oh great yeah. cool I, I i know now <laughs> <laughs> that was all pretty much uh cultivated over the course of years of just slowly gaining more experience of like doing something on camera seeing how it looked in the edit and seeing people's responses on youtube and then like I don't know. For me, that kind of came down to just encouraging more of my inner self to come yeah, out. Right. Um, so, it, in it, the, yeah, in the early days of me being on camera, especially if you like go to like my channel and look at some of my earlier videos, like circa 2010, 2011. Like this fish bit my finger. Fish bit my finger. I actually, no, that, that one. fish is a better actor than you back then. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> All right, I'm done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Rip. <laughs> no, so also, I, my, look how close this was. Dude, that was that perfect. Been, that was, that was perfect. My that point so is close. that if you hadn't have been good on camera, I wouldn't. I we would have still. You would have still made it through the first round, probably through the second round, mm. like maybe even to the third. You know, because like I still wanted to see based on the work that you had right you had done. The thing that were. Nico had pointed out, because he was the one who kind of identified you earlier than the rest of us, hmm. uh, was that you had done some things in your reel that made you stand out. Wasn't It wasn't specifically that you were on camera for any of that, because there are lots of artists who uh, made it into those final rounds who only used Blender. They were hmm. only Blender artists. They only did full CG stuff. Um, but you had demonstrated that you knew how to basically take an idea from, like, or t- to take a concept from just the idea to the final product, including shooting photography for huh. it, doing all the effects and rendering for it, and then compositing, and then kind of wrapping it all up into a package that is the final thing. Because interesting, in, okay. In the that effects world, a lot of people, you know, especially in the industry, they do one thing and they don't handle anything before or after that thing, mm-hmm. and so you know they might not have as much experience with shooting something or planning the blocking of a shoot or doing sound design. And I think when we started out this job application, we weren't really thinking about that. But when we saw it in your reel, it was kind of like, okay, okay. 
That's cool to hear. Interesting. And then the dancing. And, we're and then like, the dancing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, with just the dancing, the, the dancing would have gotten me to the third round <laughs> by itself. And granted, there were a lot of people who had very similar applications to yours. With Sorry, dancing? Reels. Um, no. No, I guess you're right. Dancing say, is yeah. what set you apart, apparently. So <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm trying to acknowledge that there were other people who also demonstrated those qualities. Right. Um, who were, again, excellent. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's always, uh, at the end of the day, you know, your restrictions are a couple things. Like, one, obviously, you know, what your financial bandwidth is. Like, how, how many people can we afford to hire? That's obviously the, the first one. The second one is, which who of these people have strengths that either we need to add to in within where we're already at or have strengths that are complementary to other people? people that are already here because mm-hmm. you know you're you're trying to create sam and i always talk about this it's like you know it's a garden man it's a it's an ecosystem it's an environment and you want to make sure that it's got its little you know roots <laughs> all over so that way not any one thing can blow you over you know and that's like when you're when you're especially in a creative in industry um, because stuff does change mm-hmm. and platforms change and the times change and you have to be able to. I miss the old corridor. I miss when you guys Dude. did this type of content. Yeah. Thank you for saying it, man. Yeah. I miss the 2015 vlogs. There's 150 of them. You can watch all of them. Yeah, and it's like you can spend like three days inside of that world <laughs> there's been a theme throughout the entirety of my career here at corridor of like i miss what you used to do lately the last year or two it's like all you guys ever do anymore is just vfx stars react it's getting stale it's the only thing you make anymore i miss when you made vlogs and it's like i totally get that sentiment first off a Screw you. Oh! <laughs> Hot with the heat, Red. No, I agree, though, because like, it's no, not. Like, that's literally, like, less than half the videos. Yeah, made, so. like, we... Most of our effort goes into all of the crew videos that come out every Sunday, every single week. Uh, we've got a pretty good pipeline for the VFX Stars React. I still think they're excellent, um, but it's not the main focus for most of us here at the company. And secondly, we were getting those comments two years ago when we started... Uh, whatever we were doing two, three years ago, they're like, oh man, I miss when you get just had a quarter video and a behind the scenes and that was it. Yeah. You, all you guys do these days are just vlogs. No one likes those vlogs, guys. You should really go back to doing what yeah. you got successful doing in the first place. Dang. It's like, whoa, okay. But, and it's like, you see that and you kind of, you can't help but kind of think about it for a moment and then be like, I, this is the same argument I've heard every year for the last 10 years. Guys, I've been trying to learn a new finger-picking technique. You know, it reminded me of today's sponsor, Storyblocks. When you're trying to learn a new finger-picking technique, you know, you have to retrain your brain. And the reason why that reminded me of Storyblocks is because instead of going out and filming your own B-roll and capturing all of the audio assets that you're going to need for a video, you just need to get in the habit of using Storyblocks. They're the one-stop shop for all your stock asset needs for creators and businesses alike. They have high-quality 4K B-roll, audio, After Effects 
templates, motion graphics, and more. Remember, they have a virtually unlimited library. They're updating it all the time. We use the unlimited all access plan, which allows us to download as much as we want whenever we want and use it royalty free however we want. If you're not in the habit of utilizing a stock footage platform, get in the habit of it. Because if you're not, you're wasting time. You're going to learn how to make videos incorrectly, just like you would do if you were not utilizing the proper techniques to learn finger picking. So obviously I have a lot of work to do on this song because I don't even know if that came out like anything coherent. And in the meantime, you guys should head over to storyblocks.com slash cast to get started over there. Storyblocks.com slash cast. I got a lot of learning to do and uh, probably you do too. So let's get after it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Everyone's going to like different things. And I, I share the sentiment like you can't help but get salty when we literally bust our butts every mm-hmm. week to make. I've been you know, busting my butts and grinding my biscuits yeah. and burning my gears. Well, not only does it, I I, I think this VFX re- artists react like, I, I want to call it hate, but, you know, distaste. Not only, I think, disses on all the hard work that goes into that show which is a ton especially in editing yeah it is not a low effort type of video no at all it takes a week or more to edit one of those things between one or two people yeah no i mean time it's like it's it's not react it's actually an educational show where we're, we're teaching these concepts to people who would never be able to learn about them or at least and all the illustrations people never really yeah. recognize the illustrations that they see that uh, you, Dean, or Chase, you know, they create for this show and that you see it in the context of the show and you just you your brain absorbs it before you even acknowledge that you just saw something that someone probably spent an hour or two yeah. creating just to help drive home some random thing I said to make sense better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. De- sure. Dean and Chase. They bust their butts, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people really grasp how good those guys are like like taking hours of content and whittling it down into something and how fast (laughs) they are yeah like it's it's It's, fucking amazing when we sit down and record a react show it's like it's probably around two hours of filming sitting there on the couch filming so that's two camera feeds a screen capture on the tv and three audio feeds that all have to be synchronized and then cut down to a 15-minute video that you enjoy on your Saturday mornings. Yeah. And coming up, 30-minute videos for the website. But we'll get Hell into yeah, that later. Brother. Oh, but man. I, I want to okay. stay on this topic because I agree. Yeah. Like, we've been seeing these comments forever, and half the videos we put out still are basically the same kind of videos we've been doing since 2016. And also people, like, they're like, I miss when you uploaded a video every other day. It's like, you don't post nearly Man, that this- much anymore. And But it's like... Does if you this, actually total up the watch 
time or sorry the minutes of a video it's like we used to put out videos every other day that were three minutes long yeah. i think this bothers ren more than it bothers me because i think you're a naturally more empathetic person than I'm, i am yeah i'm i'm <laughs> for sure sure uh yeah i'm very I, empathetic i am not immune to criticism you, it, it, you it's taken it a in, lot in, of yeah. practice it's taken two and a half billion yeah. views to kind of feel like i have somewhat thick skin well, yeah. it's because you're invested in it. I mean, I, I get waves of that, too, sometimes when I see those comments. You that know, tr- it, that's true. It feels too, bad yeah. for people to write off what we do now and say, you know, you're not as good. And it's not everyone's cup of tea, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like some people don't like the reacts and yeah, they, and they just want to totally see fine. us sit in a room and talk about tiny guns, brainstorming, <laughs> right. you know, or uncut podcast. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, but like there was a time for that. Did that light? Yeah, we lost the light. Oh, there it is. Obi's here. Um, There there was a time (laughs) for that, I think. Sorry, God. Yo! Sorry. Sorry. Matt is turning off the light. He's trying... (laughs) Matt... (laughs) He's trying to... Is he testing a switch or something? Yeah, he's... You're turning Uh, off these lights. I don't know what's going on. It's an aperture switch. It's it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Dude. Sorry, Matt and I are going to be shooting a pretty intense video tomorrow morning about solar panels. The ghosts are so here. he's trying to get all the lights going uh, on the green screen. And uh, aperture lights use these little remotes. There. There they are. So Matt is out in the other room <laughs> staring at the green screen, wondering why are my lights not turning on? Meanwhile, we're going, Dobie's in here. <laughs> Spooky ghost okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude, you were the ghost the whole time. Are you living is, in my attic, dude. The the secret identity of Doby has been finally revealed. Yes, a real Scooby Doo moment. Um, but Sorry, yeah, Nick. Yeah. Oh no, I mean, I, all I'm saying is like, nostalgia is a real thing, and yeah, yeah. I try to I try to remember exactly. I try to remember that when I read those comments. It's like people are nostalgic for it. I think Carmichael's videos definitely had a quality that is different than what we do now. It's oh, absolutely. Like we made, I think it was what, like in 2018, we made a decision. We're like, we're going to start doing single story videos that are more topical and easy to share basically. Yeah. Cause it's like, we would sit down and we'd work, we'd bust our butts every week making these videos that had like two or three storylines. And I remember I'd, I mean I've touched on this before but like I tried to like share a video with someone I'd be like yo check out this fun video it's really educational and I'd sit him down and then it would be us like with a blowjab fan in our, in our <laughs> pants like blowing air down our crotch and I'd be like oh no no not that part like here, like here you just gotta skip to 313 and then skip to 616 and then skip to 818 and then you'll learn what we're trying to get down so it was like very scattered it was very yeah. fun and casual but scattered to like and, and that's why I think we've actually grown more. I literally just experienced that exact thing last week on vacation with my niece Okay, she's nine I think and she was uh, watching an old crew video titled Ren Loses His Mind Over No Internet or something like that because yeah. we were doing something with the wall. Remember when we like had we were kicking out the, the door yeah. and I hit you on the head with the, the drywall? Yeah. Uh, they were wanting to watch that, and so we gathered my whole extended family to around this laptop <laughs> to watch this bit. And so my niece hits play, and it's just Sam and Nico sitting in the corner in here bitching about something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a blowjab fan moment. Dude, the condom gun battle? The condom gun yeah, battle. Man. That was a good video. Dude. And speaking I'll of never forgive Carmichael for that. 
<laughs> dude, that no, was no, rough. I'm, I'm just, I'm still a little salty about it because he threw it at me. It hit my face, split my lip open. Not this split that I got going on right now. Still and split. He <laughs> never apologized for it. Damn. He was like, oh, and walked away. I was like, that really hurt, dude. Like, anyway, Carmichael, that's the my king only of memory of that entire video was just like you Carmichael hurting me and being completely unapologetic about it. Mm. Were you hey. shot in the lip with a condom? No, he threw the the. They had these. Little, that's what's in my head. Little, <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Projectiles. It's, it's, so, they, they, it was like this rubber gun, and it had a little. It has a little plastic yeah. circle, and then there's a rubber part connected to it, so it's it like kind of looks like a condom. Ah, uh, I see. And then there's a little proje- plastic projectile in there, and you shoot it. They are insanely powerful. Yeah, yeah they're scary. But you can like kill squirrels with them and stuff, or split yeah. lips. Yeah. No, he yeah. threw the entire thing at me. Like he threw the condom at my face. And it just like, it, the bead in it, it. it like hit your mouth. No, perfectly. it was it was the plastic that you hold on to that's uh, rigid so that you can. It's like a, it's a what do you call it? A slingshot. Yeah, it's a slingshot. Yeah. And then he threw the condom at me. Huh. <laughs> I'm still upset about it. <laughs> I can't take that video down from the internet. It sucks. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you know, it's there. There, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Those split storylines I thought were a really cool idea. No one else was really doing them, which is why we were doing them. And they worked for a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, they worked to an extent. It was good for a, a vlog. But the thing was is that it prevents, it prevents long-term growth on the YouTube platform. Because what you want is like you were saying. You want a, you want a concise story that's paid off through the marketing People click on, they watch it, they go, hey, that story delivered everything I was looking for and more, and now I'm interested to learn more about who this creator is because maybe they have more videos. It's like the first time you hear a song from a band that you've never heard of, mm-hmm. and you're like, Wait, do they have any more? Can you imagine if they like the next song you heard wasn't in any way like the first yeah, one? No, that or halfway through angry. the song, <laughs> suddenly changes. the band is like, so this is our podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. and you're like, but it would the, be totally, was... utterly confusing. What and you would be like, what the hell is this? Um, it, it, we realized at around that time that better quality stories meant more focused stories. Imagine like halfway through the, the video where I built a, a, a 3D printed finger for Jan. We just start mm-hmm. randomly trying to do hoverboard races. Right. Like that's the kind of content we used to make. Yeah. Um, and I think as a result, our content elevated in quality significantly. Yeah. yeah and there's a, there's a creative restriction and challenge in that. And that's why we we do what we do now is because it's like these these videos now, you know, some of them are 20 plus minutes long. There's a whole like strategy and writing that has to go into it and development that has to go into it. It's not just like we just show yeah. up. Um, I, I, yeah. So I just had a, a meetup up in Oregon last Friday which was super cool, by the way. I was like with one day's heads up in a random city in the middle of uh, rural Oregon. I was like, hey, anyone want to come meet up at this time? And 10 people showed up. It was pretty cool. Uh, shout out to all you guys. But That's awesome. um, they one of the questions they brought up that I found interesting is that they often and because I've seen this in comments, they thought that a lot of our content was scripted hmm. and it's never scripted. No, it's like talking a, points it's, for a brand can sometimes be scripted. But it's usually more of an improv style thing where you have like some some like inputs. What do you yeah. what, what do you call them? I I forgot even then. Uh, the prompts, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like a caricature. I'm, it's like a low level caricature of real life. Yeah, it's Watch- not it's not scripted. 
I, I was just going to say the functional filmmaking episode that I did basically gives a pretty good window into that. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's a more scripted example scripted yeah. like there were way more prompts going on in that storyline than a lot of our videos have even now um because well, and yeah, yeah it's like you know uh we'll plan a moment but we're not going to plan the specifics of that moment we're just going to let whatever happens we'll let that play out and that's what we capture sometimes it requires kind of going back in and being like all right we have everything that we captured edited together it works as a story but we need to get a couple different pickups to kind of glue it together those will be a little bit more specific yeah. But they still won't be scripted. Jordan, I'm interested to hear on that note, what were your expectations of like seeing our final content versus what it's like being part of it? Yeah. Did it seem scripted to you versus not? Or does it seem more scripted now that you're here? It, I would say. It's it, like you guys seem more like of, assholes. Than I yeah. Ever. I didn't want to say that though. Jay. You guys smell bad. Well, you guys it, was a, it was a great one day tenure here at the corridor. Um, from, I didn't, I didn't have too much expectation going in. Um, I wasn't really sure like to what extent it was scripted and what it wasn't, you know? Um, I was just kind of anxious for the first moment where i saw a camera and i, I actually expected it to be a lot more frequent up in the mm. office yeah. than what it what it's yeah. appeared to be it's like 95 percent of the time it's complete silence yeah. up there which i'm okay <laughs> with uh but i remember i think it was like my third day here when i was here for a, a week a couple weeks back and uh i think it was your camera i saw a light over my shoulder on the third day and mm -hmm. i thought oh okay. that glow <laughs> it's that moment i've been thinking about here we go you're like it's just, the chair. oh i didn't see you you know <laughs> Yeah, prepared my script in advance and no it's it's uh it's not it's not yeah it's kind of to your point it's like you find yourself in a situation where like daniel in the weekly videos you know will give me something to look at and will just film me looking at it mm -hmm. and i never know his intention right none of us so do. I, yeah i'm always like what's going on you know um but uh but yeah it's it's kind of you you capture what you capture and i like it that way personally i like it that way a lot because you know, i Sorry to butt in, but it's like Daniel's vlogs uh, on the website are incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah, However, phenomenal. I they uh -oh. are kind of more scripted in the loose term of scripted than anything else we produce because mm. Daniel has a very specific idea of what the story should be as he's editing it, as he's recording it, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he will try to shoot for his imaginary edit that's in his head. And so he'll ask you a question. He'll ask me a question, for instance, and I'll start like, you know, talking about it. And he's just politely nodding his head. And then I'll get to the end of it all and realize he's not going to use any of it because I didn't <laughs> yeah. say what he wanted me to say. So then he'll ask kind of the same question, pose it a little bit differently. And I'll say it again. And he's like, hmm, is there any sort of like, like maybe you want to do something like this? And I'm like, oh, right. You want me to say this, which supports this other thing happening in the mm -hmm. video? Okay. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, Jordan's a great guy. I think he'll do great here. Why would that be the one that is like scripted? A, I don't, I that should that. be completely organic. Instead of talking that. about your taco lunch, <laughs> is it more like you think that Jake really represents a perfect symbol of leadership in the studio and is an idol to stand by and always? Yes. Good, you know? uh, <laughs> so like yes. That, like, but like. When you watch the products, though, they're so good. And that's that's like, that's the thing. So I, I get really <laughs> annoyed sometimes about it in the in the moment. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll say this thing you want. A lot of the time, I straight up will refuse. Be like, I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it, and that, so I won't because I want to be honest with myself. And but like, let's say I, I am like, all right, fine, I'll say the thing, I'll say it. It it sounds natural, and then I see it in the final thing. I'm like, oh my god, Daniel, you're a genius. Mm -hmm. You're like, <laughs> god, I didn't want to say that. 
but I'm glad I said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me say that. But I feel, yeah. I feel like he's just trying to rig up as many like video versions of explosions as possible Dude. and just like set them set one off and see how many else go off at the same time <laughs> and that's dude i love it because speaking of the old day vlogs and all that stuff it gives me a sense that it still lives in the studio you yeah know? Mm -hmm. you guys aren't the only ones nostalgic man i'll go, i mean we all probably go down rabbit holes where we're watching oh, yeah. ourselves in the studio and it feels like yesterday yeah, but I haven't done it like, in a while, but every now and then I'll dude, like I'll sit down and I'll just like I'll watch like 10 videos from randomly from yeah. the last five years. Of I'll start hunting for B-roll and I'll go down a rabbit hole. And yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> moment happened. Oh, yeah. Remember that time? And it'll just be like, dang, like there's been a lot of good times here. Yeah, and yeah I do that too. Video. I do that too. <laughs> it's a video last you week. Will, yeah, son, you I will. do that too. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. He just watches the render challenge. That one video again. <laughs> just on the nest camera. Oh man, working. feels like only last week. But I mean, okay, that actually is oh, yeah, something I'm curious about. So you were here for a week. We actually had a few different artists here for a week each. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, the week you're here, you and I worked on Clint's render challenge, which I think came out pretty good. Hey, we made top 100. We did. We don't have we to. We did. I'll kill our friendship with clint I was, I was prepared to do it anyway uh that video uh how do you think that came out versus your experience of being in the video like like you're here through that whole week oh you I know see. what happened behind the scenes of a lot of that stuff and then you sit down and you watch the final video what are your thoughts i i am my own worst critic <laughs> okay. always i'm sure maybe that's true of all of us but I kind of didn't want to watch it. And I was like, I should watch it. What am I doing? Like, this was okay. such a fun week. So I sat down and I watched it and I was really pleasantly surprised. Okay, good. I really okay. was. Because it was such a fun, like, obviously you can't put the entire week in the video. And there were like so many moments of me just internally stressing over like, oh, I got to get this thing to work. I got to get this thing to work. Um, but even even with that involved, it's like I have such good memories of that week and like meeting you all and like the the absolute whirlwind that it was for that week. It was a whirlwind, um, right? you know, like sitting down in the in the first <laughs> meeting while I was here and, and being between Sam and Nico and just being like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and they're like looking back at me. I'm so used to looking at them on the screen and having yeah. them look at me. I'm like, Sam's just not giving you anything to work with. You know? Sam's just like, you don't know if he's mad at you. I can scoot over if you want. I don't, I don't mind. Um, um, but I was th I was absolutely thrilled to see it. Yeah. Okay. I was I was very proud of it. I mean, yeah. I guess um, I, I'm I'm just I don't know. I find myself curious how that 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 appears to people not familiar with the process because I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm jaded to it, but I'm so used to the whole process that it, it's I'm I'm not an unbiased viewer anymore. Yeah. And. Because like you're saying, 95% of the time, it's just quiet up there. Mm -hmm. It didn't used to be quiet when we were down here. There was always stuff going on. It was still not being filmed 95% of the time, mm -hmm. but it was at least not quiet. Well, I feel like it's an inverse curve. It's like the less people there were working here, the more goofing off you could do because the less money you'd waste by doing that. <laughs> but as we start to hire people, it's like, wait, now we're wasting all this money. Everyone get to work. No, no but like really, it, I don't know. It, there was a 2016 to 2018 was like the years of just filming every single thing going on in the yeah. studio because there always was something wacky going on. There were like, just enough people to make that work, I think. Well, that was back when, like, the content that we made was specifically, what are we doing today? We always tried to make it 
not like this is what I'm having for lunch. That was like the classic vlog at the time, which we wanted to not do. But there, it, it still came down to like, what are we doing today? We're going to document it. And it was just that every single day. And, um, you know, a lot of the time what we we're doing that day was working on a new corridor film. And so it was a lot of behind the scenes for that. And that evolved into reviewing electric skateboards and having <laughs> hoverboard versus one wheel races. Yeah. Uh, that was totally rigged, by the way. <clears throat> Not actually rigged. I'm just saying it was unfair. Um, well, some would fa- say unfair. Some would say fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as we started, you know, maturing and making the kind of content that we did, we realized that it wasn't very high quality content in terms of storytelling. Uh, it could, there's, there's certain elements of that, that we've tried to maintain. And I think we've Mm -hmm. done a decent job of maintaining that, but like, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of planning and there's a reason why editing happens. It's because you cut out all the boring things in between (laughs) plot points. And when you just record everything in between and then, and then look for a plot point, you're doing it backwards. That's what it was. Yeah. We would film something and then try to look for the story. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds like a disaster. Yeah, that was yeah, well, that was 2016 to 2018. That was that exact format. Dude, you'd be surprised how many documentary filmmakers do that. Yeah. Like they're just like, "Oh yeah, I'm a hands-off documentarian. I want it exactly how it is." And then they're shooting themselves in the foot cuz they get in the edit room. They're like, oh, "Okay, yeah. I probably should go back and film some voiceover for this." Right. Dang, all right. Let me go I back have to no Patagonia. Story. Yeah. I have yeah. no story. Hey, you know what I'm going to film? I'm going to I'm going to get inside of a of a of a Wall Street hedge fund, okay? And then I'm going to work my way up the chain and record everything, and then I'm going to do a tell-all in an amazing documentary. Wouldn't you like to see that? It's like, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that. Okay, so I did that, and then I realized that, um, like, just, the, the hedge fund guys, like, they fill a, a vital niche in, like, the market, and they help, like, drive up <laughs> prices when they're going down and, and down when they're going up, and they help balance the market, and they're actually, like, really good guys, and, like, there's nothing very special about it. It's just a lot of math and, um, like, a lot of sitting in front of computers. Boring. Right. Is that a real conversation? No, but that's like, so specific. If you didn't, if you didn't, <laughs> yeah. I was using it as an example. Oh. <laughs> if you didn't tell a story, if it wasn't like, so I got inside of the hedge fund and these guys are snorting lines of coke and they're messing with the markets and they're manipulating everybody and everything and every dollar that goes into the market is actually manipulated and wrong and it's actually going to dumping plastic into the ocean. And yeah, maybe you put some bacon soda on their table and yeah. you put it in a line. Who right. cares? You but know? When, when, it's the story. The, <laughs> If I if, if it was version A, it would be like, okay, I'm glad they're doing that. I'm not going to watch your documentary. Yeah. There's no conflict. There's no story. There's no drama. There's no overcoming a challenge. There's no... Yeah, it's like there is value in that style of capture, you know, just capturing what's going on raw. But if you have there... David Attenborough narrating it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's another <laughs> thing. Dude, Planet <laughs> Earth, that stuff is incredibly like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Scripted is, again, I don't think the correct word you could for it. You scripted. scripted oh, it's super scripted. I, I guess, yeah. Remember it's the like, guy we talked to at NAB a yeah, couple no, years exactly, ago? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Where they like, they specifically go out and try to capture like specific scenes. And yeah. so a lot of the time in Planet Earth, you're watching the story of this, this one family of animals. Animals. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, it's like five different packs yeah. of animals that yeah. you just can't tell the difference. I did not know that. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes the, the macro shots, they'll even film those in controlled environments if they really need to get in there with good lighting and stuff. Yeah. Depends on the show, but 
often it's extremely scripted. They're like, all right, get the beetle close up. And now. so, okay, like, so let's, let's get it. specific about this because a lot of times people hear that and they go, I shattered. You just shattered planet earth for me mm. david attenborough is a liar yep. the bbc is a farce mm. okay but <laughs> no david <laughs> he's behind it all he's the guy who films everyone dude <laughs> so here's the thing is what they try to do is for in that example is they try to give you like the most interesting situation that could result that does result from these animals existing mm. That's what they're trying to do. It's like, yeah, did it? Did all of this happen to this particular lion family at this particular time? Like with this particular zebra? No. But like now, you understand what it's like for a lion. You understand why their life's important. You understand how they contribute to the food chain. You understand where they live, what their environment is like, why that's all needs to be there. Yeah. Before you didn't. You, you just know? described yeah. Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Daniel really, is David it's Attenborough. All come full circle. Yes, Daniel is like our David Attenborough. Yeah, is, yeah exactly. Because they'll they'll do, you know they'll capture a lot of that stuff, and then they'll maybe like fabricate a story that makes the different pieces of footage make sense Dude, together. That's such a revelation. Da- Daniel is making a Planet Earth show about our studio. <laughs> He'll observe he something is. happening in the wild, he something is. in the natural order. He'll, he'll observe it. He'll be like. That's a story. And this is like oh kind God. of the, it's the more advanced version of what C Mike and I used to do. Yeah. Still do. Because he's and, still and capturing he's like, stuff yeah. for real. It's still raw stuff that he's capturing. But he's like, I need I need the shot of the hyena or of Ren printing, <laughs> you know, pressing click on his keyboard. And I'm going to like light it and I'm going to freaking get the best shot and color grade it, <laughs> the shit out of it. And it's going to be amazing. But it's all based on a real event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just oh a little God. bit staged to, to like be satisfying. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. He's the BBC dude. God, yeah. Dang subscribe it, to QuarterDigital.com so you can also watch the BBC <laughs> and he's in Daniel form. Still working right now. He's, Daniel's still working. That is one thing that I did notice my first week here was the thought you guys put into the idea of like having conflict in a video and resolution in a video and yeah. something that makes it a little more engaging to watch than just the pitter patter of keys. And then a, a render at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, I've also found that that's exactly what makes it difficult to take idea suggestions from people. Mm. It works for VFX Artists React. All they have to do is say the title of a movie, maybe the scene of a movie. But when I've, I have a lot of, uh, you know, random people or friends suggest like ideas for videos, be like, oh, you should do this video about this thing. And it's like, I instantly am able to identify that that's not going to make for a good video because of what you just said. It doesn't have the right type of conflict or sort of like arc for a video. And I'm like, "Mm, it's a cool kind of idea, but I don't think it works for a video. Is the most requested one you get make an R-rated film rated G? Because I get that all the time. We get that a lot, yeah. And I'm like... We suggested it. We we suggested it to begin with. We weren't the first ones. No, no, no. We weren't the first ones. We first started getting those comments, I believe, on our first R-rated video. Okay. Like, what other things would you like to see R-rated? They're like, make an R-rated film, G. And we're like, and we started to think about it. Well, I said it on camera. I said, what if we uh, made an R-rated movie, rated G? Like, what if we made Saw, rated G? Was that in the first one? That was, I think, maybe in the second one. I don't think it was the first. Well, I could could totally be wrong, but I don't remember. I do remember saying a lot. Uh, all of this is that. happening because Ren made a comment asking people. Dang it, Ren! <laughs> you were the one! <laughs> but no, I think you're right, though. I think that's an obvious... It's the same reason why we still get comments being like, you should make an unsatisfying render challenge. Yeah. 
because it, it's just like a logical mm. conclusion to make from the videos we've done. Oh, you've done this. You've done the yin. Let's do the yang. It mm -hmm. makes sense. It's, I think I, I still want to make an unsatisfying video, but that. sometimes that doesn't work. It's like, hey, you want to you want to go to you want to go to a party and get drunk, or it's like, hey, do you want to wake up hungover? <laughs> it's like, no, no, you don't. You know, <laughs> maybe that's a bad analogy. Maybe that's a terrible analogy. But like, agree, do you understand what I'm to. saying? <laughs> like the unsatisfying render thing. It's like. It's like, hey, it could do, you want to drive, do you want to drive a car at 120 miles an hour? Most people are like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then it's like, hey, do you want to flip in a car eight times? Have your teeth bashed against the windshield? <laughs> well, I, It's I, like, no, I don't want to. It's like, well, it's, don't it make sounds an like what you're saying rhythm. is like, it sounds are great. Are you not following my logic? No one's following. I'm fine. I'll no be the first one to say I don't. I'm not following at all. I think all. what he's trying to I say. To I think what he's trying to say is I? it sounds great in the marketing, but when you actually start thinking about it, coming down to brass tacks, it doesn't really hold much water because it's like, okay, we take Deadpool and we take out all the blood. Then it's just unsatisfying action. Mm -hmm. Cool. I guess that's and, probably not going to go viral. I mean, or really... yeah. And, and granted we could make a video like that entertaining. We could totally do that. Uh, yeah, I guess my, I, yes. I, cause again, I do want to make an unsatisfying render challenge. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and I think it'd be, you know, people I are expecting something like that. So they would probably watch it. Mm -hmm. But at this, I, I guess I'm just using that as an example of something people suggest. Most of the time when people suggest, Oh, you should make a bit, a video about this. It's like one small thing when, especially like my, my personal specials that I make are like 30 of those small things. And they're like, you should make a whole video about this one thing. And it's like, no, dude, just make a video about life on planet earth, dude. I, did you guys see that thing about that one meatball of humans sitting in yeah. New York city? Oh yeah. I got sent that image Probably 500 times. The what? Yeah. There's an image. Some guy did the math and figured out if you were to take all of humanity, all 8 billion people, great, and squish them into one. one giant ball of meat, it'd be like a mile wide or a kilometer wide and would be able to sit right in the middle of uh, Central Park in New York City. And it was this visual of like New York City and like this like meaty giant asteroid. Can you send that to me? It's no. <laughs> I want to see that. This sounds Dude, fascinating. Look at our subreddit. It's r slash corridor. It's there about ten times. I, I I'm yeah. not kidding when I say that. I I literally received that from people who follow me on social media. I received it from friends. I received it from family. Uh, I received it internally here at Corridor. And they're just like, "Hey, this looks like what you made." Yeah, I mean, it's because it's <laughs> hey, they did the math. Right, it right, came right, with yeah. a, a description of basically what it is, and it's like that's kind of the same type of content I do. So they're sure, like, sure. "Are you going to make that video?" And I'm like. No, they already made the video. It's one frame long. Yeah, that's a video. It's done. True. That's a, yeah. That's stop yeah. motion with one Although, stop. I do kind of want to see what one person's worth of meatball looks like. You one know? person's <laughs> worth of meatball, what's, please. What's, one, one man's meatball. <laughs> is another man's... Is another man's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that oh would be God. interesting. Okay, so like how much meat is in my friends? And you just like take your friends and you like make a hamburger out of them. You the make meatball. a hot dog out of them. 
Oh my god. Well, let's see. What? What? Like we can figure this, this out real quick. What, uh, <laughs> average person's like what? 180 pounds. Hey, we're literally male. going over what was in this image uh, right now. Well, then, see, it is a whole video, okay, right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> then you dump the you dump the the bones and the guts. What is that? What are you left with? Like, well, wouldn't the guts still count as meat? To a certain uh, extent, it depends. No, it's not all the meat. guts. I mean, the organs maybe. Mm. But bones are meat. Unless you're like making a hot, uh, hot dog, yeah, yeah. hot dog. You're gonna make. <laughs> but Sorry. so what? What's, no, what, yeah. what you, a white-tailed deer is like what meat? No, but in like a small, <laughs> a smaller white-tailed deer, you'd be able to pull like what? Am maybe, I going crazy right now? I don't maybe know. like Texas, sixty pounds Texas of meat drink. or something. Sure. So a human, maybe you get Us like eighty pounds. Don't know this. Or no. I don't know. Maybe I'm way the off. The graphic here. was basically just taking an average human weight and multiplying it by eight billion, taking that average density to figure out a volume from it. Hmm. Uh, Christian's got it pulled up on his phone right now. Oh, there it is. Hey, Christian, That's can a you big send it to ball, dude. Don't send yeah, it to me. I'd love to see it. That's actually yeah. a lot just smaller. This out real quick. Here, I think that's the thing. I think that's why it went viral is because it's not, it's crazy to see a giant like sphere of meat, but also that's it. That's everybody. Yeah. Wait. So that's everybody in the world. That's mm-hmm. the idea. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's very small. But it's like Vsauce already did that like six years ago. He put all of humanity in a giant like pile of people in the Grand Canyon. It's not novel. Mm. Dang. I'm all uh, about deer's realistic meat yield is 58.1 pounds. So, yeah, 60 pounds. How about a human? Oh As cannibal What's lifter. the meat yield of the average <laughs> human? <laughs> Dude, government watch list for sure right there. You're good. How much yeah, I want to see your targeted human. ads after yeah. this. <laughs> when factoring in muscle percentage and average weight, a typical adult human will yield around 75 pounds of edible meat. So I was right on. I said 60 and 80. Dang. That's pretty close. Okay, I'm, I'm impressed. You heard it here, guys. So there you, you go. Here. We're going to make a lot of meatballs. <laughs> or one big hamburger. <laughs> one giant hamburger. There's an epic mealtime <laughs> video for you. <laughs> Turn my friend into 80-pound cheeseburger. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank uh, me later. I am excited about the solar panels video I'm working on right now. It's finally actually like coming together after three plus years of working on it. Dang. It's like I've literally started and failed to work on this video four separate times. There have been four separate times where I sat down and spent a couple days researching it, writing it, trying to come up with good, good hooks, cool fun facts. You failed me And for kind the last of ended time. up just not really knowing how to make it all work together and uh and then you move s- on to a video and you're like oh i'll just make a 10 million v video yeah i'm just like all right quick. fine fine <laughs> i guess i'll move on and make like how big are starships from star wars easy this big <laughs> so what, what cracked the code finally um perseverance <laughs> ah. uh just like uh, whittling away at it as many times as I have over the last few years, I ended up coming up with enough of a a set of things that I was like, okay, a bit of an outline is starting to form in my head. I think I know where to take this. All right, I'm going to start working on that. And so, okay, this is it. Let's schedule it in. I'm going to work on this video. I'm going to spend all week writing it. And I spend all week writing it. And like, it's a lot of... A lot of it ends up in the end, in hindsight, kind of being wasted time because I spend like half a day calculating all these different things. Like if I wanted to make all of the trains electric, what would that require? Can you have a train be completely solar powered by just covering all the train cars and solar? And I spend half a day running all the numbers. And then at the end of it being like, no, 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The yeah, end. Not going to the video, but I had to but do it you know. in order to know. Yeah. And uh, It's like Jordan submitting his resume or his video to <laughs> yeah. the... Now you know. Now yeah. you know. That's why we do it. Yeah, right. and so what yeah. If the answer was like yeah, but honestly, you know, ironically, <laughs> exactly. and then it would have been. And I have a few of those moments in this video where it's like, oh wow, that that is interesting, dude. Check that off the list. Out, sorry. Um, <laughs> don't check it too hard, man. Um, don't make that check too big. <laughs> Back to the hospital. <laughs> Ryan um, came up Ryan with too many banger ideas. Check too big. Yeah, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Check uh, too big. Uh, yeah, and w- honestly, that has been the easy part of this video. The hard part of the video is like trying to nail down the direction of it and the pacing of it and like the things to talk about versus the things to not talk about. Mm-hmm. Because essentially this video is about climate change with a surface entertainment factor of like solar panels being a thing. It's kind of like the driving force of it. Um and the problem with this type of concept is that there is so much controversy around the information that there's like a hundred different rebuttals to anything that I could mention. They're all like established rebuttals that have their own debunked uh, arguments against them or they're all debunked in, in them of themselves. And it's also like, at what point do I draw the line between what I address in this video versus what I don't? Like if I'm talking about battery storage, do I talk about the environmental impact of making lithium ion batteries? Do I talk about how hard it is to, you know, get all the lithium out of Argentina or the blood diamond aspect of cobalt coming out of Africa and Mm. all of the incredible amount of water usage required to actually get all of that stuff? Now I'm talking about water. Now I'm talking about the water crisis. uh, At what point do I stop talking about, you know, that or versus like all of the pollution from making and plastics and stuff like that and how... Our oceans are going to be more, there's going to be more plastic in our oceans than fish in like 20 years. It's like everything's connected or something. Yeah, it's like you're, it's like humanity lives on one planet. Dude. And we're all interconnected and the lives of every person affects the lives of many others on a scale that we don't quite understand, such that our impact and our history is almost impossible to describe acutely in anything but at the same time the attempt to do it and the in this decade and, and, and the attempt to do it and <laughs> the if you can do it concisely you know and You're there's a genius. word for this and laconically you know then it's almost like that in and of itself is worth it dang that's beautiful yeah, and it's like, you know, I, I could just include all of it and go on and make a huge long video, but that's not my intent here. I'm not trying to make an informative thing. I'm trying to make entertainment that is also educational. Yeah. Entertainment. You know, yeah. it's like I'm trying to make something that is fun for people to watch uh, and so that they can walk away with uh, the emotion of curiosity filled 
and and be like, wow, that, well, was, that, was, that was a fun video. I learned something from it, but bit. it was fun. You could just say, look, there's a million different aspects to this. I'm just going to talk about the things that are most relevant to this that's, this piece. That's kind of what I'm doing. You know, yeah. don't crucify me for not addressing every goddamn thing about this. Mm, yeah. Now let's go. Well, that's like, and I and I yeah, more or less, that's kind of what okay. I do. Yeah. Um, After doing all that research, like, how bad is it? Like, how much negative do we have to do to get ourselves into the positive? Like. Wait, what? Like, okay, because, because, like, <laughs> I what, what I'm asking is, like, it seems like every single innovation in energy or, like, you know, power supplies, okay, such as batteries, right? There's all mm-hmm. this, like, alleged slave labor going into getting the resources of those things because the supply chains aren't, like, I guess, humanitarian right now, right? Well, so, like, how much negative are we ever going to get to a point where, on scale, we can, like, have actual renewable energy without it taking away a mass amount of resources in another sector like does that make sense i think so it's like the problem this video has is the fact that there are too many problems that are like crisis level problems and i'm just trying to talk about one but like you're saying it's like they're all kind of interconnected so it you know it's like the biggest problem right now is just the fact that like there's too many greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. We're pumping out too many at a certain rate that is warming up the planet at an unsustainable rate. If we keep doing this, we're literally all going to just bake alive. And so we got to stop that. And and part of that solution requires making a huge number of lithium-ion batteries to be able to support all of the, the mm-hmm. solar panels in the world. Now there's a possibility, I don't know how much of a possibility, that it will require completely decimating the country of Argentina. No more Malbecs for you. That's exactly what um, I'm talking about, though. And so it's like, obviously, that's not good. Obviously, we can't just do that. However, hypothetically, I'm not, like, actually ragging on Argentina. I don't even know if Argentina has lithium. I'm just saying, in general, you know, maybe let's solve the more existential crisis first and then worry about the land resources, how we've messed up everything just to stop the first problem. And... I don't have the answers to this. I don't know if that's the right Tell way to me, do Ren, this. How do we save Earth? I, actually, you know, it's funny. That's towards the end of the video. Uh, I have it planned that basically I we get to all this stuff and I'm like, all right, so how do we save Earth? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have my ears. <laughs> and then I basically just say, I don't know. Yolo. <laughs> Yolo. Yolo. No, I mean it, it plays out definitely in the video. I think we play it like I I pretend to end the video there, and I'm like, that's a wrap. Film crew comes in, and it's like, do we really need to answer that question? Is it really worth it? And then I we, we we're gonna cut to this like doomsday news segment of like all the stuff that's happening right now, and then I conclude the video by being like, yes, there are some things that we can do. Here they are. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Finish the video. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's also like the consideration of, of people are not necessarily living for the same things, you know, and like the value of like what's what's valuable and what's an efficient way to do something and what's the, the correct way to do something is not the same necessarily amongst even people in the same, you know, place, much less the same countries or different countries. Um, and so these are all factors that affect all that. And like, what's important for Argentina might not be the same thing. That's an, that's important as important for Chile or 
for the United States. And yes, obviously a a planet, obviously that's like, well, we all live on the planet. It'd be nice to have a planet, you know. But at the same time, like uh that's I think another thing that makes it so complicated is not only is it like complicated to figure out the fundamentals that establish the math that you can therefore come to like logical scientific conclusions from, but it's also to establish those fundamentals. You also need to be like agreed on like, Hey, what, what is important for us? You know? And sometimes that's not always easy. There's big picture questions that are easy to answer. Like every, you know, a healthy earth that we can all live on. Right. But then it's like, well, okay. So we all live. And then, these guys over there started doing something different and then now they're doing it and it's affecting everybody else. But now they're going off in that direction, you know, somebody stop them. It's like, it brings up all these existential questions about like what, what humans can be doing and and how we can be doing it too. It's yeah. So I'm glad you're doing it is my, my uh, my point. The more I work on this video, the more I'm starting to realize this might be one of the most important videos I've ever made ren podcast title ren's most important video yet ren i mean just from like earth. just and from like a, inter, uh, an impact <laughs> inter- yeah, very, very, very very small <laughs> yeah if you compare the two i feel like that is probably more important yeah but it's like also like literally as matt and i are driving out to the desert to uh i want to talk to you about some legal stuff we were trespassing oh, um hell yeah brother um <laughs> uh, i realized oh my god <laughs> I never once in this script mentioned, mentioned like, cryptocurrencies power draw. Mm-hmm. Remember back in January when I said I was going to do this whole, like, cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. I think that needs its own video. It does, and I ended up... Guys, don't worry. Ethereum's only, like, 1% of the energy use of, like, India, okay? It's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's like, it, you're saying <laughs> that jokingly, but, like, no, it, I'm it's not, kind though. of not, I'm not far off. That's why I only it's, buy uh, ADA. That's why I only buy Cardano. Oh <laughs> um, and I don't know. I, I, I feel a responsibility to at least and mention anytime cryptocurrency. Anytime I receive Ethereum, I convert it immediately into Cardano. <laughs> Yeah, it's the main reason why I haven't really even touched any sort of NFT stuff is because you can't without getting a huge amount of like misunderstood hate just directed. And like my for my mental health, I had to step away from all of it and just not worry about it. Um, and I also realized this was a hill I didn't want to die on. <laughs> so I didn't make the video. Mm-hmm. So that's why that video never happened. But mm-hmm. I feel like I need to address that a little bit in this. And it's like, again, it goes to like, what do I talk about versus what do I not talk about? Well, OK, hold on. Yeah, we've gotten down into the <laughs> deepest, darkest woods. Okay, like first of all, what is the title of the video? I, I okay, it's still undecided, but I'm pretty sure the title is probably going to be something along the lines of "VFX Artist Reveals, reveals How Many Solar Panels Could Power the World." Maybe oh. ideally, we can come up with a slightly shorter title. Okay. Maybe pose so, it as a question so again: How many solar panels could power the world? The point. The point of it. Is to eventually reveal how many solar panels would be required to power the world. Now, obviously, you need to have parameters to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But, like, if if that's the point of the video, then you know where you can come back around to, to, you know, to cut off a, a tangent. And I feel like any time you're doing anything... Like Nick and I were filming a video today, and it's like, oh, well, where where do we start? Is it like... Is it like it's like you're writing a history essay and you need to, it's like, well, I'm writing a history essay. How so far back do I go? How far back do I go? Yeah. 
like I want to do something on the Revolutionary War. Okay, do I go back to like seven? Do I go to the Mayflower? Do I go to like the expansion of the British Empire in the 17th century? Do I like where do I start? <laughs> or do I just start with uh, like the that first makes me shot? Feel silly. Do I start with Lexington and just go go? I mean, start with the title like you did basically. Yeah, and and to be fair, I feel like I'm voicing complaints that i've already overcome <laughs> like i already have a theme of the video i already have a main idea you know like inception if you can boil down the idea to like one i one thing that they can take away i think i've got that cool and and yeah it basically comes down to like we got to make everything electric yeah i'm i'm <gasps> this is a video advertising electricity <laughs> not 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 solar not renewable energy, like literally just like the concept of electricity is awesome. It's the high, I literally make a drug reference to it. Like, yo, you got that good Dude, stuff. Dude, it is and like it's like, kind of like look around sketchy. And then like you pull up like a yo, little electrical plug. How are you plug. storing your electricity, <laughs> dog? That's the question is how you storing that, dog? Yeah. <laughs> how are you storing it? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like cool, like little fun facts in this video that I think will blow people's minds. I'm trying to go full off grid in Texas, dude. Are you? I mean, not like Got some of that soon, hydro. soon, but within the next five years, I'm trying to, I, I'm facing to go full off grid. Dude, that'd be awesome. I would then love to help you with that. The government will never find me. Dude. It's, it's super doable. You just need a, you need a energy source and an energy You need storage. a backup generator, about a thousand pounds, a thousand gallons of propane. Okay. You need some solar panels. You need some battery storage and well... Windmills. That's about Lots it. Lots of windmills. That's pretty much about <laughs> it. Then. I, I told you about how uh, I, when I discovered you had a stream on your property that yeah. you can literally install yeah, like a it DIY. Run, it doesn't run full time. Yeah. But I could still use it when you it's running. You could use it when it's running. Like I've, I've literally watched so many videos of dudes converting washing machines into DIY hydroelectric generators. <laughs> so many videos? How many videos? I don't know, dozens. I feel like you watch one and you're like, oh, okay. I well, get it. I, 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 I go dozens. down rabbit holes through the planet, dude. I end up on the other side being like, why dozens. am I here? Um, <laughs> and why don't I have a washing machine that I well, can Because it's like, it's like this guy's like, oh, my, my electricity source broke down. I got to go fix it. I haven't touched it in three years. He just had this washing machine that's got nice. plants growing over it that uh, he had to like rewire it so that you can get energy out of it. And he's just got all you need is basically just a water source that's slightly higher elevation than where yeah. the energy thing is. And you put it into a hose and it goes shooting out into this thing that spins a little disc Whoa. and then it Stores generates it electricity that's awesome. and and you can have like a few of them next to each other with a few different tubes going to it and that's enough electricity to power your Dude. house all day like wow. 24 7 for three straight years until like a bearing breaks and it's like oh i guess i'll go fix it it's the best part about youtube is watching dudes who don't care about youtube at all turning old stuff into new stuff <laughs> it's the best man yeah i go down such rabbit holes too on that stuff I mean, that was man. the the draw of like primtech you know like yep. it's just this dude yep. like making huts and stuff without really saying anything and dude. <laughs> yeah you guys watch so super satisfying videos, yeah there's that <laughs> freaking uh schmelting videos diy schmelting, <laughs> yeah, schmelting. <laughs> jake dude. is that your goal is to go completely off grid uh i would say that it's if if there is a way to do it that is consistent and like accessible for me, yeah, I would do that. It's it's totally yeah, doable. Totally. So what I so my here here's my this is my like far fetched plan. So I'm <laughs> gonna give you my far fetched tenure. 
10 year or 10 year 10 year okay like 10 so you do maybe you stay on the city grid just because why not when they're they are producing electricity but you certainly want storage and you want backup power so you can get backup power they have these home backup generators you can hook one of those up they run on propane they're only running when your power goes out Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're like burning propane all the time Mm -hmm. yeah um so there's that that's a good that's a good like immediate option for when your power goes out um but then you can also keep they also make these huge home batteries now mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily need to have them plugged into solar panels. If you're plugged into city power, you can plug the panels. You can plug these giant home battery systems into your house. You can have a bunch of them because they all, you can chain them up and they can charge up from city power. And anytime they go out, you, you can use those too. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have solar panels, you can, ch- you can charge directly into them. So you can have, basically you have a balance of like three power sources, city, solar, and backup generator. So you just covered 100%. Yeah. And then, and then, and then for food, you can do, um, if you keep like a couple cows on your property, like you have enough food. My one bedroom in, in uh, LA, just a cow in the back. Well, I live in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. No more cows. Guys, do you know how much okay, fine. land is dedicated deer. to cows? Fine. White-tailed deer. Axis deer. Yeah, doesn't, cool. What doesn't matter? Couple hogs. Like, that's actually more accessible. Goats. Hogs, I feel like. A couple hogs in the back. Because then you feed them all your scraps and, like, yeah, they can can be wild hogs too. Wild hogs will tear stuff up. You don't need to pay for heat too, either. Because, like, peasants in, like, the medieval times would, like, sleep above their livestock. Because the heat would rise up right. and warm them up well, during the winter. I'm not going to do cool. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I thought you were going to say cuddle with the hogs, which I, I would I be I thought doing. that was going that direction, you too. You think I'm joking? But anyway, I, so, Ren, I already hog have heat. the land. This is straight hog heat. Dude. There's wild grasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could have cattle graze it. It's not taking up any more land for cows. It's like, and they're really good eating. And they're not, they're docile. No, I hear you. That's, that, yeah. Sorry, I just like, (laughs) or you could do white-tailed deer, you could do access, whatever. But either way, you have a little herd of whatever this livestock is, and anytime you need one, you just walk out there with the old rifle, take one, (laughs) harvest it, and you have meat. And you put it in your fridge. What do you mean, dear God? And it's you know where it comes from. It's green. It's I I don't have any fundamental problem with that. It's just And now you and now it's like okay, and then you just get a couple chickens. You do a little garden? I do want chickens for sure, dude. Fresh eggs. It's fresh are eggs so every morning. Good. Oh my how would God. you like how would you like to know the name of the chicken that you got your egg from, son? I want to know like the to name know of the that? egg, dude. I don't need, don't stop at the <laughs> then chicken. You have a little vegetable garden. And then and what else want, do you need? No, I mean yeah, for I the record, well, for the record, I support all of what you just said. On on a on a on a personal scale, all of that is totally fine. I'm just saying cows in general are a huge part of the climate problem. They keep farting. Yes, that yeah, methane. Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, like methane is literally like 180 times more uh, heat capturable. It, that's that's a word now. Um, than carbon dioxide. Okay, fine. I'll do axis deer. No, I, I just. Like, you should do a video on how much <clears throat> cow farts there are. I mean, yeah, you reduce the cow. But farts. the difference and, like, is that methane better? methane <laughs> sticks around in the atmosphere far less. I mean, it's got like a life cycle of like well, seven years. Farts, I mean. Can you give them like and acids or something? Uh, like on a oh large God. scale to help reduce How the amount of. Okay, I have take? a question for you guys. Does it take I want you to, to guess save this. the world. Yes. How much land, as a percentage of the total lower 48 states of America, so not including Alaska or Hawaii, what percentage of that land is dedicated to cows? Uh, I think I, I could probably guess. I'm going to guess. Okay. It's real. Okay. 
What do you guys think? Real I'm going to price you think is you right got... it and go last and just leverage. All right. So I'm going to say 43%. 43? Yes. 43%. That's a high number. It's a super high number, okay. but I'm starting there. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, a modest 23%. Okay. I think it's I think it's probably above 50, but under 60. All right. This didn't go the way I thought. Um, Nick was by far the closest. It's 41%. Oh. Yes. Wow. I thought I you guys were going to guess like 3%, 5%. Well, do you mean like privately owned ranch land? Grazing land and the land used to grow food just for cows. Oh my God. Ah, I see. Dude, that's a lot. It's a lot. I, yeah. I, was, I was shooting for the stars there. Yeah, like, no, it's. I'm not even kidding. About half of the entire country, the land is 100% allocated only for the use of cows. Wow. For feeding them, keeping them, yeah. and killing them. Wow. Yeah. And then if you count the McDonald's eating them as well. Yeah. It's just the grazing land. So like, you know, let's say you have a farm with cows. You got a whole bunch of land. They're allowed to go over all that land. Yeah. That's land that's reserved for the cows. You're not really doing much else with that land. Maybe sure. you have like some stuff going up. But for the most part, it's for the cows. So here's, here's the thing. Here's the rebuttal to that. <laughs> Nobody else is doing much with that land either. I'm Okay. Well, we could. Solar panels. Chickens. We could. Well, what? Okay, so what? What could you do with it? I don't know. You could play. You could have a lot of one wheel tracks. Team hog. Team deer. Because you could come up with a a free market way to incentivize people to use their land differently. Oh, absolutely. That's the beauty of capitalism Mm -hmm. is that you could just say, hey, you could get paid more to do this with your land. And somebody would be like, really? And they'd shoot all the cows and eat them. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Cut to South Park. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For me, only one wheel solar farms. No, for me, I I have less of a problem with the land reserved for cows than I do with the land reserved to grow corn that is used to make ethanol. Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of land just to grow the corn for ethanol, which is just the government subsidize that. Weren't they like ethanol's better? Well, okay, no, that's the thing. Grow ethanol. I heard that too. What I'm saying is that that is a product that goes into gasoline. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes gasoline better, um, but like if we don't need any gasoline, if, if, we, if we got rid of all gasoline cars, suddenly we don't need to grow all of that ethanol, and we could just put solar panels over all of the land that we use to grow all of the, those plants for the ethanol, yeah. and that's more than enough land to have all of the solar panels you'd need to power the entire country. Now that's... No, huge and you, and I, you and I are on the same page on that. Like I'm always saying, whenever we have this conversation, I'm going, "Yeah, man, you talk about government subsidies. That's what the government should use their subsidies on. Incentivize people to develop a new economy so that that you can so you can get rid of gasoline cars, but do it in a way that people are financially incentivized to do so, not mandated with the bludgeoning tool of like, don't you can't buy a car anymore that's electric or that's gas. Like, give me a reason it's, why is it I mean, better." Is it better? Is it more affordable? Like, because you're not getting them on like, hey, it's just better for the environment. Because at the end of the day, you see how people act when it comes to like, you know, the 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 like, even like the stimulus checks and stuff, and like whether people can save five dollars on a thirty dollar item, whether they buy it from China or buy it from America. Like, people don't make they make that decision just based on I'm going to save the five bucks. I'm going to buy the cheaper car. Gasoline's cheap right now. I don't care. That's what I got to do. And look. That is the real deal for most people every mm-hmm. day because lot most people it's yo you don't have the cash you don't have the time you don't have you don't want the headache I get it but like you talk about where to put money where to put tax money I mean I wasn't but yeah okay 
No, well, okay. Well, I am. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's a whole other topic Do I like that I was struggling with. Do I talk about, like, how do we address this from an economic standpoint? Do we implement a carbon tax or carbon cap or cap yeah. and trade? I think, uh, there, yeah. I'm just, not really going to touch on I just that. feel like if the goal is, like, hey, yo, we need to get rid of gasoline cars and probably a few other things. The most powerful that, thing is is the correct market incentive. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if you have the correct market incentive, then it's just going to happen. And a lot of people think carbon tax is the right way to go. Some people don't. Um, I'm not enough of an economics expert to know what the right way is. But at the same time, I also don't think these even with the correct type of market incentives, I don't think that's going to move fast enough. I don't know, man. I mean, I think we actually legitimately do have to have some mandates to get this thing going, or we will literally all die. I'm not kidding. The climate outlook, if we do not stop this stuff is extremely I, dire. I, I know. And I've, again, it's like, yes, I, I know what you're saying, but if it starts to become that dire, then that also speeds up the change of the, the pace of change yeah. at which people act. And ultimately that's and so why they're, I'm they're, not they're too sort nervous. of correlated, you know, but is there a point where like it goes over and it's too late to change yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, cascading events, I think are what they're called. It's like at, at a certain point, like, you know, if it starts warming up too much, suddenly all the permafrost in Russia is starting to melt, right. releasing all of the methane, right. which is now accelerating the heat even further. Yeah. And then uh, you know. the mandates you have yeah. to make are even more intrusive into liberties at that point, and people are going to be less likely to take them. So I feel like but you, you want to introduce it gradually sooner. It's not like your mandates are going to be functional at that point. They're going to be laughable at that point. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you're, the Federation of Russia is going to tell somebody in siberia what to do they're going to come out there and they're going to have a government agent whose family is back in moscow dying from the same shit like that's not gonna you you, well, you need to maybe I you mean, need to focus on like what people's spending habits are now and how people can spend their money in a way and live their lives in a way that that actually is is effective at doing this type of stuff the sad reality is that we and likely most of the people watching this podcast aren't going to be that affected by this. They'll be affected in small ways, but the real victims of this are going to be all of the people in India, in in Africa, who don't have the resources to handle a week-long 150-degree heat wave right. where literally dozens of millions of people will die over the course of a few days. It's like yeah. that's a very realistic possibility in the very near future. Yeah, I've been reading this book called The Ministry of the Future. It's kind of – it's a it's a bit of a – a take on what the next, you know, however many years are going to look like in fiction, mm-hmm. uh, from a client stand, uh, a yeah. climate standpoint. Uh, and that was one of the things there's a massive heat wave that killed 20 million people in India in a day. Yeah. In the well, book, in the book. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, no, I don't disagree. Like those, we've seen those types of events increasing exactly. and I think it's those very hard for people. It's very hard to deny the acuteness with which it's, at least having lived in Los Angeles and seen the amount of like output of human trash <laughs> that we put into the world. It's like, yeah. And then you fly and then you realize I can fly around the world in a day on a plane. It's not that big. Right. Yeah. So like 
Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I get it. There's like controversy around it. But at the end of the day, man, it's just about, hey, what can you do to reduce it on your side, the way that you live your life? Maybe you spend that extra five bucks to buy something that's like made in America because you know that at least when it was manufactured, it was done probably in a more efficient oh, manner. Yeah, you're touching on another thing. It's like you the know, whole idea of personal responsibility in this matter was literally started by the fossil fuel industry's funding propaganda and and the whole idea of recycling to kind of like shift the blame from them onto us as consumers. We have to step up individually yeah. or otherwise shame on you. You know, meanwhile, hmm. like, yeah, 70% of all of the greenhouse gas emissions are being made by the top 100 companies. How dare right. you not get in your Ford F-150 and drive down to the recycling plant right. every weekend? Well, yeah. Piece of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that, like, the real solutions <laughs> well, to like these the, problems. The water, so, the, the water thing where it's like, what, 30% of water usage in California use, is used residential and 70% is agricultural. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to take a shower that's shorter. Yeah, yeah. Like That's, any any yeah. sort of water waste that you will do by taking a long shower is like, it's not that big of a deal. It's yeah. it's like so don't buy irrelevant. Milk. But like so maybe don't have <laughs> four <laughs> really? acres of grass that you're watering to be pristinely yeah. green. Grass is one of the biggest wasters of yeah. of water, dude. And no, that's I a whole other thing. California's water crisis is becoming real very quickly. That that the the. <laughs> I had this whole, there's, when I got this house that I have, there was like this whole area that the guy was keeping before I owned it that was just keeping as like trimmed, watered grass in the middle of Texas hill country. And it's like, th this isn't supposed to look like this. This is supposed to look like natural grasslands with like different levels of flora and fauna and like tree diversity so that birds and like snakes and foxes and like this life can live here. Why are you fighting against that? It wants to do that. Just let it, let it yep. do that, and it will, it will do that. Right. And it's like people are like, no, I want, I want my Saint Augustine three inch grass, as far as I can see. <laughs> Why? I mean, you know, it's there's a disconnect between what people yeah, uh, a little want bit, sure. and, and what is perhaps morally right. And at the end of the day, if you can just do it, who cares, right? That's no. No, no, I mean, I agree. I know. I know. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm putting my Come mind on, geez, okay. in, in their shoes in that, right, in that regard. Right, right, right. Yeah, because this like, is what I'm going back to about like the spending habits. It's like people, you only, you, you save a penny because it's jumbo size, man, you know? Yeah, I mean, the yeah, the, the solutions here have to be very, very large scale. I mean, we all have to contribute, obviously, but it's like, I don't know. It's, this has all been very, very complex and, and a lot to wrangle in my head so uh yeah so let us know in the comments how badly we are wrong about this um, I so okay to at least that. leave this in a slightly more optimistic <laughs> note i know i was saying we will literally all die by the end of the century which is oh, you didn't say by the end of the century oh yeah no it's on current what? on some on <laughs> some current projections that's true yes what jake said yeah. so the reason why i'm optimistic is because uh humans are very good at adapting and we're very good at problem solving and coming up with solutions to hard problems. And at a certain, what what's required right now is for everyone to be on the same page with their regard to the importance of this problem. Yeah. Right now there's too many people who don't really care enough. Too many politicians who don't understand it at yeah. all. 
who are making decisions that they Should have no right have to be making. making. <laughs> um, you know, and it's like, yeah, it, yeah, and it's, uh, it's just okay. Here, I think we will we will be fine. We will be fine. Humanity will be fine. Humanity but unfortunately, fine. like everything humans do we never get on the same page and we can never agree to anything until people start dying it people yeah. will have to start dying by the millions before and real then it's change like, starts oh, happening oh shit that's the unfortunate we truth. actually have to do this because if we don't everyone's gonna die and then all of a sudden everybody every duck gets in the row it's when the rich people start getting affected then they're like oh Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I was the first one to say climate change yeah. is real. Yeah, I know. Yeah, totally. I know. You know, it's funny. Unfortunately, I, that is the way that yeah. it works. In yeah. that book that I mentioned, uh, The Ministry of the Future, uh, it, it was very poignant. They they mentioned how uh, those heat waves where, like, millions of people would just die in a day yeah. started becoming so frequent. Uh, people compared it to school shootings in America at how, like, eh, oh, yeah, another— million yeah. people died like oh, everyone's like really upset about it today but in a few days they mm -hmm. will forget about it and i was just like <gasps> yeah yeah that's a scary thought man well oh well on that note <laughs> yeah we should wrap this up <laughs> this episode um, of hardcore history <laughs> oh you guys want to get something to eat <laughs> yeah jordan, jordan just came on here to get something to eat man you're out here yeah. talking about uh, we did tell him there would be dinner yeah but, where's the appetizers yeah. sorry man <laughs> where's the human meat uh, well that was a good long one that was like <laughs> yeah. yeah i didn't expect to start really diving into it's some of cool, those man. like climate issues there uh i hope that was interesting and enlightening for some of you if you have any feedback on any of that leave a comment yeah, down and below please don't curse like we're not experts okay we're youtubers we're trying to do our best with the tools that we have available please <clears> just try to understand that and don't you know if you have something constructive to say, maybe focus on that. <laughs> I mean, also, if anyone has small ways to, like, I guess, reduce your energy footprint, any tips or tricks, leave them in a comment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always open to stuff that's actually, like, possible to do, you know? I can't keep chickens or hogs. I mean, come on over right man. now. Come on over. I, yeah. Someday I guess that's I part will. of what I'm saying is that, like, trying to reduce your personal energy footprint isn't really doesn't matter that much. So yeah, but Nick, if you do have the chickens, then when shit really hits the fan, <laughs> then you can eat the chickens, man. Hey, man Granted, I'm you know what will actually make a huge difference? And it, I, it, it's super lame to have to say it, but it's like getting an electric car is so, actually a tangible, huge... I got told off the other day because I'm like, dude, I really think it's great that Teslas, you see them everywhere right now. And they're like, yeah, well, they uh, support child slavery. So, and I'm like... What? Child slavery? Yeah, like something like that. It oh, was are they like, talking about the cobalt thing? Yes. Okay, that's another yes. thing. Tesla has actually figured out how to remove cobalt from their lithium-ion batteries so okay. that their, their next format, the 4680 battery cells, aren't going to have any cobalt in them. Let me just put that in my and pocket. Most, most yeah. of the content of a battery, a lithium-ion battery, is nickel and carbon. That's, there's 2% lithium in it, so there's not actually that much lithium. somebody writing it off in their head. To be like, yeah, you know, like I don't want to do think about right. this. Yeah. Well, I know, but that's unfortunately you just have to go. Well, I'm gonna get one, or I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> the perfect response to child slavery. Well, yeah. I'm gonna do it anyway. I mean, in a non like, what are, in a non yeah. significant and context, like, what what are you supposed to say to that? It's yeah, it's, it's an yeah, it's 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 tough. Yeah. Um, you don't even need to get a Tesla. Teslas are expensive. That's the main problem right now. I think anyone who's ever been in an electric car would love to have an electric yeah. car. The problem is that they're expensive. 
but they're coming down in price every year. Yeah. My first electric car was a used 2011 Nissan Leaf. It was that little blue yeah. piece of crap. It had a 45-mile range because it had such a crappy old battery. It's supposed to be like 85, 90 miles. It did not come close to that. And, yeah, that was, it was I loved it. It was a great car. Do that. Buy a used electric car it will be so much better for the environment than pretty much any other specific thing you can do with your energy footprint in your house. I mean, obviously you can like fly less. That would make a big difference, mm. but well, the ain't fossil got time for that. fuels companies well, are we they told us <laughs> that is the plan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the fossil the fuels. fuel companies <laughs> told us. <laughs> That it's your fault. <laughs> they said if you don't take that shorter shower, boy, and buy that renewable glass water bottle, it's your fault. Well, they drank up all the oil. And we sat there and we toiled. Oh my god, we have been doing this podcast for so long today. This is a long one. We really got into it. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks so for listening, everybody. Either Thank sorry you. or you're welcome. We do it all the time here on CornerCast. <laughs> you don't know what we're going to talk about. This was a about. fun one. We didn't even talk about my car accident. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs>